Welcome back to The Stab Mike, our infrequent surf podcast with a focus on money, influence and culture. I'm Sam McIntosh and when we started this show, one of our target guests has always been Jamie O'Brien. The reason being that more than any other surfer, Jamie's influence and heft within the culture is mostly unrecognized and massively undervalued. Our sense is that he's probably the most self-made pro surfer in history. We wanted to learn about the one-man media machine. Spoke to him in December in Hawaii while we are shooting our TV show, The Pickup. Apologies for the delay in this one. As it turns out, Jamie's a very strategic entrepreneur and there's a lot more to him than pipe barrels and mini trickster on YouTube. Hope you like what he has to say. We've been trying to get this interview for a while <laughs> and you've been dodging me. And no, I haven't been dodging you. It's like I'm in California and then you're on one side of the place. I'm on the other. And I only go to California a couple times a year, so I'm pretty slammed, honestly. I'm just driving up and down the coast trying to make everyone happy. And then then I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, it's been hard, but it's all. Uh, so I've got been you been lower on the list, but now that you're in Hawaii, you know. That's like, like my girlfriend before I came over, she's like, you're going to go do an interview? I was like, yeah. They've been, they've been working me for this one for a little bit. The first person who has, who has ever asked me, hey, how much do I get paid? I loved it. <laughs> so uh speaking of which let's uh tell me about the business of being jamie o'brien i don't know i mean the business about being jamie o'brien i would say yeah i'm 36 yeah i'm older uh, a lot of the guys that i grew up with aren't professional servers anymore they have normal jobs um i kind of like always really looked up to guys like laird hamilton going how did he do it he just kept doing it and he's still doing it you know so it's like how do you be that person and, and be real marketable it's on a mission i feel like you know like i felt like once i ticked that million on on instagram i was like all right i just move on to the next thing what's next what's next and and i just i i love making videos I just i don't know i feel like there's always something new out there and and then whether it's an old platform or a new platform i mean so obviously we're i'm super into the youtube thing right now i don't know my business <laughs> i'm on a mission i want to create and build content and and i think my whole goal and it might sound really weird, but I like to show people I work for my paycheck. I'm not that guy just waiting for my paycheck out there. And my dad always told me that. He was always like, don't be the guy with your hand out waiting for your paycheck. Go out there and earn it. And and I feel like I really based my career around that, especially in the last 10 years. Well, I've been telling people, hey, I really want to get Jamie O'Brien on the show. I want to talk to him about what he's done. And they're, they're like, Jamie, you want to get Jamie on here? I was like, hey, he went and broke ground. Like no one was looking at YouTube and he went there, took a big risk. And that was a platform, now it makes sense. And everyone's on YouTube, everyone's making blogs. You were the first there, so tell me the thinking about getting on there and starting that. Because I'm sure it was uncomfortable. I'm sure you got strange feedback. Like what was what was that like and why? Well, here here's, to, okay, so the big picture of this whole YouTube thing. It's been going on for years. I've been filming with Red Bull nine seasons of Who Is J.O.B. And it started from Who Is J.O.B., the original movie. and and um, that's what I wanted to make at that time. And then it rolled into a web series. So it's funny to me that you go to the Surfer Pole Wars and they're like, that web series that keeps coming, keeps you coming back for more and more, you know? And like, it's like, Kelly Slater. And you're like, he did two videos. Like, come on. Like, this guy wins everything. Like, and, and, and yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe he deserved it, whatever. But like, I just feel that like, we've been doing this for so long. We've never won an award at Surfer Pole which I'm disgusted in. We've never won anything with that web series. I mean, toot my own horn, it's clearly the best web series ever made. And it lasted for eight, nine years with one of the biggest companies in the world and they loved it. They wanted more, 
they want more, you know? So it's like, and we had so much fun making it and filming it. And then it's like, it's like the whole surf industry is like twisted. They don't really know what they want or like what they should be like, like into, like, I feel like, I, I feel like the problem with surfing is that you got all these companies telling you what to do. And, and it's because the surfers have really no say I, I feel right get on the CT, you qualify, we'll pay you 150 grand plus. You know, if you're not on the CT, you're getting paid a hundred grand and we're keeping it capped there, you know, like if you're not in the top 10, you're, we're cutting your contracts back. So it's like, you know, there's like so much, like so much to it. It's a lot of pressure. These guys that qualify and I, I mean, I don't think it's easy. You know? I would argue if you didn't become the master of your own destiny and create this media channel, <clears throat> you'd probably be unsponsored. You might get, I don't know, two grand a month, three grand a month because you've gone and taken this huge risk and you have this huge following. Like, let's look at, and I was talking to you about this earlier, Gabriel Medina subscribers on YouTube, he's got 16,000. John John's got 38,000. We've got 84,000 on Stab. Surfline's got 118, Surfer's got 159. You've got 338,000 subscribers. The only surf account with more than you is the WSL, but 573,000 subscribers. So we, we kind of gained that, that following in two years. So this time last year, I think this time last year, we're right around a hundred thousand. And so we've, we've jumped 230,000 subscribers in the last year. Yeah. My goal is to be the biggest uh, media outlet in surfing. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. So, you know, it's amazing, you know, like that this platform has been wide open for years. I just had goals coming into it. I'm like, okay, well, if we filmed who is JLB 9.0 and, and eight and seven and all the years previous to that and we had such a successful show why can't i do this on my own and so that's kind of the step i took and i saw what ben gravy was doing and i was like it's like whoa and i was like tell me more ben and we'd sit there and talk and i'll be like wow that's so interesting and then i had my other buddy on youtube and i was like asking him questions and i was asking other people questions and then okay so can i stop for a second what's the difference between you and ben gravy because from the outside looking you guys are identical in what you do is it because you have the Red Bull backing or what? what is the difference? What do you mean what is the difference? So you're saying you're going, I would imagine Ben Gravy would come to you for advice. And so well, you're saying... I didn't really understand the platform. And I didn't understand, I didn't understand why when people would come to Red Bull or, or whatever and are, hey, we want to we wanna sponsor this video. And they're like, yeah, well, that's going to cost you this much money. I didn't really understand that. Oh, so the business deals came to Red Bull and you and you were kind of left out of that equation. No, I just, I just heard little things, you know, and I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, so I just felt like I just kind of studied it and did my homework. And then I was like, okay, like there's money in this. And, and it's not, I'm doing, it's not like I'm doing it for money because I feel like I found this platform and I want to make videos and I want to make mini videos, but I want to be like up to date as I can be, you know, because there's a lot of surfers that sit there and build out their movie part for years until it's perfect. And then they release it and they win movie of the year. But in the bigger picture now is like, who's relatable? How do we relate? And I feel like a lot of people relate with Ben Gravy and he claims it semi pro. He's, he's got a great following and he's, he's done a great, fantastic job of everything he's built out real medium average surfer to done what he's done is, is like truly amazing. When I came into the YouTube thing, he answered me a lot of questions that I, I was, I felt like were really important. And I always told him like, dude, wherever I go in this, you're coming with me. We're filming, we're having fun. I'm in it with you. I just feel like there was people that wouldn't answer questions and they didn't want anybody to know. And then I felt like there's people that opened up and kind of told me a lot and I learned a lot.
So can you break it down? So from the outside looking in, who is JOB is way larger than the Ben Gravy platform. Mm-hmm. You're stopping the series now after the ninth season. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to break away and do a different platform or what is it? No, I'm, I'm, I, I stopped, I stopped uh, 9.0 because I just kind of wanted to do it myself. So without the Red Bull backing? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. I mean, but, you know, Red Bull taught me everything. Yeah. You know, which is which is amazing. You know what I mean? They, they've put out this successful show for years, you yeah. know, with like, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was like time to like take it into your hands, my hands. Because like, if you look at the surfing industry and, and you look at surfers, okay, so like say you'd, you had this sick, say you're like, okay, you know, you, you started surfing, you're like, this is so sick. And you like do the QS and you get on the Q and you're like, boom, I qualify. You're on the CT for five years and then you... You just can't really requalify, and then you gotta kind of, I don't know. Sponsors like, all right, dude, you're not on the tour. I'm not gonna be paying you like what we used to pay you, and then everything falls apart. You know, it's like the dream becomes, and then it, and then it leaves. And I feel like with building your own YouTube channel, it's like building your own brand. I feel like this this is my personal opinion. I feel like if I lost all my sponsors tomorrow, I'm still cruising. I'm psyched on on my YouTube channel because it, it's it's a it's a platform that that pays for itself it, it pays for me to to um, pay my friends and and give them jobs but then at, at the end of the day like the, the dream job is to hang out and chill with your friends like you know like you want to travel the world with your friends and, and i feel like this plat- this platform is allowing me to live my life and do exactly what i want to do and my sponsors look at it and they go well we love it dude just keep 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 going what are you gonna do? You're gonna build WSL for for years and years and years and make them look good and go in this contest and go head to head battle Gabriel versus Italo, this big freaking showdown. You know, you're building WSL's brand and yours at the same time. But like, you know, they're they're a brand that's probably gonna be around forever. Servers are gonna come and go, right? Sure. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. We all do. Okay, so just to unpack a little bit what was in there, the YouTube income is a thing that. I want to really kind of dive into. So I just, before you arrived, I looked at our analytics on Stab. So mm-hmm. the past 28 days, we've had 1.5 million views. Mm-hmm. And the yield we get is $1,888 from 1. 1.5 million views. Mm-hmm. So it means for every 1,000 views, you're getting $1.26. How do you stay alive on that? Because it costs a lot more than that to obviously create those views. I think it's, and it, and it really kind of boils down to like where, where your following's from, you know, and like that, that that's that's where your CPMs are. You know your clicks per view are are gauging on how much uh, profit your YouTube channel could bring in. So you know, like obviously Australia's high, America's high, Europe's high. You know, but then if like you know, like China's really low, and like you know, what I mean, I, I guess it really just kind of it really depends on your view and and whatnot. I mean, I, I feel like it's a really big gauge on on. Um, so you know, what I mean, like say say a stab. You yep. know, you guys you guys are an Australian brand. Yep. And that kind of sh- like shocked the mark market years ago. Like, oh, there's this like outgoing, like, don't give a shit brand like about anything, you know, and pissed a lot of people off. But it like made, it caught a lot of attention and people grabbed to it and they came into it. But I feel like, like, how do you broaden it? Like, you know, how do you make this bigger? It's like, I don't know, it's, it's just your guys company. Well, one day you're talking about a surfboard through one person's lens. The next day you're talking about juniors. The next day you're talking about a wetsuit. It's not like a singular voice. A single voice, because every time they know, hey, I'm Jamie O'Brien, here's what I'm about to do. In terms of what you do, like how much can you make out of a YouTube channel annually? 
is it a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand? Like, what's that, what's that number look like? Because that, for us to do one point five million views and to make eighteen hundred dollars, it's just it's like the world's shittiest business. It all depends how hard you work and how many videos you put out and how good your thumbnails are. You guys know the game just as well as I do. I feel like it's just it's just the strategy of. I feel like a big thing is is a time and a place. You'd be here at nine a.m. It's a reliability it's a of of when you're dropping. Yeah, and 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 it creates a creates me to be like I need to make this sure this video is done by nine a.m. It's a it's a job. Yeah, it's a big time job for me, but I love it. I, don't know. I mean, for for the first year it was all out of my pocket i funded the whole thing and then it's like you know then we're building off the first year coming next year you know and like now you know we went from one filmer and i was editing dying i'd film all day i'd go into the editing room and edit till like three in the morning go to bed my eyes hurt freaking blown out i was just like dude this is so gnarly like hiring a, a video and an editor and a filmer and then to this year we have two editors now and two of the editors are filmers so we have three filmers and then two of those guys are editing too and so how many days a week are you shooting i try shoot three to four times a week and did you have backlash when you first started doing it like it's um it's hard to document your life like in the way you do it and it's very public here on the north shore and yeah. then the other part of it is you're doing something really new like i'm sure when you're doing it, people couldn't understand it because it the only thing prior to that was making your own surf edit. Yeah. I definitely felt weird in the beginning, but I kind of, I felt like I was always pretty good on camera, but just kind of learning and I'm still learning and, 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 and we're learning what works, what doesn't work. Why did this work? Why did that didn't work? Why is the best video I think I made all year wasn't the best as far as the viewer's point of view, you know? So it's like, it's kind of like about communicating with the viewers and, and, and people, you know what I mean? Cause it, there's, there's YouTubers out there that are just, good at talking and they're funny they make millions of dollars on youtube yeah and you're like all right well like his talent is talking and being funny you know like okay like i could bring in my surf talent my like a range of antics that we we pull off and and try and mesh it all together to make i don't know like to make this like surfing cool masterpiece of, of one of what trying to be like one of a kind but like obviously it's a spin-off of job 9.0 or other things but i don't know I'm just trying to capture it all and it's, it's pretty crazy i don't know it is crazy because we had the mick fanning stab in the dark premiere early in the year in australia yeah two thousand people and i saw these kids so it was all ages i saw these kids losing i got his signature i got his signature i was like oh that's sick they, they got to catch up with mick and they're like fuck where's poopies where's poopies and i was like what <laughs> and this is someone who is i guess a sideshow to what you're doing yeah but it really connects with kids and yeah. it connects with that younger audience. But I, I think one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me is, is riding for Catch Surf because it's, it's fun. They're a fun brand and, and we like to have fun. And the antics go hand in hand with the board transfers or, or whatever it is. It's like soft topping 12 foot pipeline on a nine foot soft top log like or pulling in the shore breaks. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like we're really relatable. And it, it's hard to relate to the Johns and Medinas and these guys, they're, they're so like hard to relate to. I go surfing with John. I'm just, unless it's pipe or something. I'm like, I'm just like, gosh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you know, the guy surfs so good. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I did a couple of nice cars, almost landed that rodeo. You come in, the guys you could done like 10 massive airs and a freaking like 720. And you're just like, God, man, like 
by being like relatable and the re- relatability to the kids it's where it's at it's fun it keeps surfing fun you know what i mean because we all started surfing because it was fun of course and then it turned into a job okay so i wanted to rewind the clock a little uh 2011 we were on the red bull boat trip together mm-hmm. the minor threat trip mm-hmm. i don't know what that stage was mm-hmm. the who is jerry b and the person you are the fun loving guy you are now seems like a very different person when you're on that trip can you recall that period because you didn't surf that much and I, don't, I think it was before your series had kicked off yeah do you remember that period you're kind of like a it was when you came out and were really extrovert i was like wow that's the same guy yeah i don't know i i i know i know what happened i, I went through a breakup and i was like pretty bummed and i was like kind of like a little bit down on myself so i went on this boat trip and i was like oh my god i'm gonna be on a boat trip like so it was a was, long one too yeah it was a long one so i wasn't like super psyched to be there but i mean those are things we get better at life in life you know just figuring out like our own personal problems and then like because that was the trip we had thousands of ping pong balls we had the flares yeah which is all the stuff that you would be doing like you you would have the new jamie would be like hey give me this shit i've, I've got a plan no you guys had a plan you guys are like bruce is our plan and you guys went for it which is Oh, because Bruce was, yeah, Bruce, we wanted to do something big because it was his first trip since. Yeah, but that was amazing. He lost his brother. Yeah, but I mean, just like, it was a fun trip for sure. You know, like that that flare thing with Bruce and the cover was just mind-blowing. Definitely something I wanted to do, but I I didn't get the chance to be involved. Um, Well, that all makes sense now because I was like, that was, (laughs) I was perplexed from that. And Hawaii seems to be the ground zero of the the surf log. Why is that, do you think? Because I tell them all these grounds are blowing up. That's it, pretty much. No, I just, I just, I, I, I think, I think, you know, like I started telling Koa and I started telling Nate and I started telling John and, and I, I started telling them, and they didn't listen to me for a while, and then freaking Koa was like, like, oh, okay, let me try this, and then he started doing pretty good, and then, and then I think Nate saw that and Nate was like, whoa, what's going on over here? Like, I, and but like couldn't really figure it out. And then now Nate's figured it out. And then I've been telling John for a while, he's a hard nut to crack. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, so then now he's kind of got it going on. You know, I just, me personally, I feel like if you're just putting stuff up on, on what is it? Vimo? Vimeo, yeah. You're just hiding views. You're hiding. You're hiding. It's like, oh, it's a pretty little platform, but Vimo freaking advertises on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, well, when you look at it objectively, we all like it. The experience is nice. But when Google owned YouTube and sort of Google owned the railroads to get to whatever content, and so of course YouTube is going to sit way above it. And so Vimeo is just going to be hidden because Google owns YouTube. So it's just a, it's like a shitty place to be because it's, it's hard to find. Yeah. They're not going to put Vimeo at the start of yeah. every search. If you look at the whole social media thing and look at it as like, oh, this is actually a business. The business platform on Vimeo is not correct by any means, you know? Um, I, feel, I feel YouTube is you put your stuff up there and people like it and that's you, you get good feedback and it makes you stoked it's a discovery platform I as mean, well it's where when, everyone is when you post a video are you looking at analytics the next day going oh look at this video it did this it's like wow it performed this much better than the last video i wonder why yes and we've got to be careful because it's like you have to control your brand and it's like a vanity metric and if you if it's outrageous it'll be contagious but does it destroy your brand so it's that fine line well, I think that that and 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 that is gonna really revolve onto the brands that you're attaching yourself to. Yeah. Like say say it's like, oh, so and so presents this, 
Like, does it make sense? Yeah. You know? And like, I look, when I look at your guys' YouTube channel, I'm like, oh, they're making some money off that, like those brand deals. Cause like brand deals definitely play a big factor in making a lot of money on YouTube. And I don't, I have not messed with one brand deal yet in two years. I got good offers, you know, I've, I've had offers and I was, I just kind of looked at it and I was like, I'm not ready for it yet. You know? So when are you open for business? I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to wait for the right partner. Yeah, you know? okay. It's like I had this food company come up or send all these messages and all these agents are trying to reach me. And then I'm like, I'm like looking at it like, oh, it's pretty good money. I don't want to do this to my fans. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'm not going to sell out here. I just want to make sick videos. And what's the selling out number? Like what's a, like is good money? Is it 20 grand? What is it? Yeah, I, I guess it. I guess it really depends on how many videos they want to be in and how long the talking piece is. Is the, you know, like if, like, say, like this company came to me and they're like, hey, we want, we want to sell this grass, or like, or like, we want to sell like these like um, microphones, and we'll give you. You, you want to talk about this microphone for a minute, a minute and a half. Put the link in the description. You give you a promo code. You know, we'll pay ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and you're like. How am I gonna like fit the mic into this? You know, like I don't know, you know, and you're like, you're like, yeah, it's probably not gonna work. And and is is ten thousand dollars worth it? You just I don't know. I just feel like if you everything's real natural and easy going and, and yeah, like catch surf. It goes so well with the show, like and what we do. Every day I wanna go ride my soft top. And every different day is a different day I could ride it. Or like riding for a Buell wetsuit. It's, it's just I love being in a wetsuit. People always ask me, why do you want to be in a wetsuit? I just love it. Yeah. Why do you wear a float suit up pipe? Because I love my life and 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 last year I almost freaking drowned and I had I put my Buell suit on and that was the first time I put on a wetsuit. I saw that one when you're out at pipe two days ago. It's got like the little turtle back on it, the little Yeah. Yeah. And and I had someone pal out to me in the lineup and they go like this. They're like, Oh ho, what's up, Ninja Turtle? And I looked at my and I was one of my friends, I was like, well, the difference between me and you is is that you're surfing three foot back door and I'll surf freaking any size waves. Like I'm all, I'm putting my life on the line. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, something, something. And then three days later, I almost died. And I had the wetsuit on. I wouldn't have floated up. I, I was unconscious. I was I was out, out of it. I had a big hole in my head. I had to go straight to the hospital, but I was floating. And I was like, I was like, oh, like, so now I look at the, these, you know, I'm just saying like, you know, like these things like go so well with what we're doing. You know, it's not like we're like pushing something that sucks. And you don't want to dilute your brand. You get behind things you actually authentically yeah. use it's it's fun and if you could you know if you could make it fit and then that's the way i always looked at my surf careers like if i can make it fit into what i'm doing then it works do i actually use the product because i mean there's a lot of people that used to be sponsored by the red bulls and and the monsters and the rock stars and all the and all the energy drinks you know and and 90 of them don't even drink it we drink it every day we get psyched you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't know it's just the reality you know it's fun i'm fun working with fun brands so on the side things, tell me about stay side. What's that? It's a positive movement, man. It's a, I mean, and and like, is it a clothing brand though? So, we make clothes, we make sticker packs, we make. I sign all the posters. We sell pin packs. It's it's, it's fun. It's a store, and this is the perfect platform. Do you sell product? Does Jamie O'Brien sell product? Fuck yeah, and it's really cool to see. You know, and, and I thank each and every one of my fans for for buying what we're producing. But if there's one thing I could tell you guys is we are core. I'm a surfer. I'm a North Shore kid. I was in special ed. I'm, I, I whatever. You know, I rose above it, and and I got I got I was strong, and I and I stayed there, and I got 
bullied. I got beat up, like cruised my way up to the top and I'm having a great time. And we started a fun brand and, and, it, and it delivers a really good message and it fits us. It's like, stay psyched. We're psyching up. We're getting psyched. You know, like I'm trying to create that positive movement and, you know, to even like we pull to the beach, I'm like it's the worst day ever. Let's get out there. Let's get freaking, let's make this happen. You know? And like, and I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that would be really jaded on like looking at waves and like, I'm not surfing today, you know? So it's, it's, it's fun. And it really shows that you sell product and, and, and it's, it's, it's cool, you know, because like, I mean, how, if, if Rip Curl was like, Hey Jamie, we want to sponsor you. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, you know, we'll give you this much money. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. My store makes more money than that freaking in like a couple months, you know, but it's just like, I'm like, why would I do that? You know, because like, there's no, there's no athletes that can gauge what they're worth. So if you had to break it down in percentage terms, how much is YouTube revenue? How much is a store? How much is ambassadorships for brands? Like just percentages. I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I'm just saying that YouTube is a, an amazing platform. And if you're a young surfer and you're ambitious, and you want to work hard it is a perfect platform for you and then youtube once you once you build your youtube out and then you start a little brand kind of like ben gravy he's this pineapple guy you know so i'm like okay you start you start a little brand and then and then you you could wear some of your own t-shirts and you know it's it's real core and it's real organic it's not like i mean how do they base surf companies now aren't isn't it supposed to be core Oh, you want to be in my surf shop? You got to be core. So what's core anymore? Rip Curl sold, Volcom sold, uh, Billabong sold, Quicksilver sold. What's core? Catch Surf still core. That's pretty rad. Yeah, this kid who grew up at Pipeline makes a, makes a little surfwear brand. That's core. Yeah. Right? I mean, is, are, are, is Stab, are you one of the owners of Stab? Yeah. Are you guys, do you guys have any like outside partners that are not core in the brand? No. So you guys are core. Is Surfer Magazine core? No. You know, it's like everyone's selling out. I feel like what we're doing is we're making videos to keep people psyched and we're core. It's as core as surfing gets. And you're also entrepreneurial because you've taken some risks. Not many people can think like that. Not many people can think, hey, if we do this, this doesn't, this doesn't upset who I am. Mm -hmm. It's in line with what I do. Yep. And that's very impressive. You've shown there's a career there. You yeah. didn't know there's a career there. I have fucking no idea. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Because you just took this huge risk. And uh, I'm not looking at it for, for what the money is making now. I'm looking at the bigger picture down the line. Yeah. I'm looking for a million subscribers. I'm looking to be larger than WSL in that aspect. Like whatever, they're a huge brand. So like, I, I definitely want to be the big, the leader in that and I don't know. I, I feel like it's going that direction, and we're growing, and and the store thing's kind of fucked up. And this, and it? yeah, it's just cool how they just go hand in hand. You know, it's like people people come to me like, we want to pay you this much. I'm like, no, why? Yeah, you know what I mean though. And, and it's like fuck. It's it, it's more of like they they they've never had anybody be able to tell them that they're not what or what they're worth. Just thrown out there. Say like one month we did thirty grand on my store. And then you look at it and you go, well, what the fuck do you have on your store? I saw at that time, a couple hats, sticker packs, posters, probably nothing. Fucking wristbands. And imagine that. And you go fucking 30 grand in one month. And you're just like, that's pretty fucking gnarly. So like, you know, here comes contract renegotiation. I'm like, hey, I want to 
do my own clothing thing and just ride your boards. Cat surf guy is so cool. He's like, oh, let's do both. I'm like, well, fuck, all right, let's do it. It's like, it's cool to know that you sell product. Well, it's cool to know you sell product and you go into a negotiation and you go in now at your age, 36, you're only, someone's only worth what someone else is prepared to pay, right? Yep. Because, hey, I want 200 grand a year. And they're like, fuck, we're not, we're not paying you four grand a week. Yeah. And you go, well, the only way you can really get that money is if you're prepared to say no with another offer there. Yeah. And no one's going to say no without that other offer. Yeah. You're one of the few people who say, we've got a million subscribers here. We're going to do X, Y, Z this year. You either take it or leave it. And they just yeah. go, ugh. Insane. It's fucking so impressive. I would, I would definitely say our, our big thing is definitely going the 10 to 15 minute videos and that really helps us obviously just with more ads and like how much is too much I don't fucking know because it's a free thing for everyone to fucking watch too I mean it's just I feel like it just it just goes so hand in hand and it's so fun I mean I told my chick quit her job and work for me <laughs> I don't know it's the only thing that could ever tell you what you're kind of worth how am I supposed to go up to Rip Curl and be like, hey, I want fucking 700 grand a year. And they just go, yeah, sure you do, buddy. Later, but we want to pick up so-and-so. We want to pick up Mason Ho or like, you know what I mean? You're like, what? I don't know. Like, or like, I just know these companies throw around some big, big dollars, but like at the end of the day, are they fucking selling product? Yeah, exactly. And if they was, if you were getting around on a, with a search t-shirt, would that search t-shirt sell? Maybe not because the capsing is so aligned with you. Yeah. It's a fun platform, I don't know. It's like when you see, and this is I think the challenge for John and say Hurley. John doesn't seem like a Hurley stuff to me. If he was wearing Patagonia, it would feel like something he'd choose to wear. Yeah. So and him wearing somewhere. Hurley, I don't think it's a fit. I don't think people go, fuck, John's wearing the Hurley board shop. If he was wearing a pair of bands, that looks like something he'd wear. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's why I think paying someone to represent it doesn't, isn't always the right thing to do. Yeah. If it fits it in that ideology of philosophical way, then great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, congratulations. Just before we go, I want to find out what's the biggest mistake you've made since you've been building this little Jamie O'Brien empire? Biggest mistake yet. I don't know. We're gonna have to read this interview. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Three uh, budget is so long. <laughs> um, you know, on, honestly, it's, it's it's just been this really cool like um, rise of of success on a whole new platform for me and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and, and I, and I work hard for it and there's not, nothing really been in the way and, you know, just having amazing people behind us and supporting us and the fans and, and from my girlfriend to, to filmers and editors, like it's, it's been so fun. I don't feel like there's been anything negative about it. It's been real fun and motivating me to work harder. And so what advice would you give to kids who want to have a, have a surf career or be following your footsteps? work hard. I wouldn't be the guy waiting with your hand out for a paycheck or expecting something for free. I would go out there and, and you know, people always ask me, how do I get better? It's to surf every single day. You want to know why John John's the best? Because his mom made him surf every day. You want to know why I'm a good surfer? My dad made me surf every single day. And it, it was like, it was a job. And now it's not a job. It's something I love to do, you know? So it's like surf, 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 and, and, and work hard. Work hard for your paycheck because there's a lot of guys that just wait for their paychecks and that doesn't last long, you know? It is a business. I'm just so psyched that I'm like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm 36, I'm an older guy, but like the hard part is it's it's now in your career to like keep going. And I feel like, you know, by, by like everything that's happened in my career, 
it's it's going better than ever. I feel like life's just kind of like, you know, like, oh, like it's, it's, it's getting better. I go where I want to go. I go on the trips I want to go on. I go with all my friends. I want to stay home all summer. I could stay home all summer and make videos. Yeah, the hard work creates the opportunity. See, and, that, and that's the thing too. It's like, it'd be so sick to go surf Europe, but will that video get more views than perfect closeouts at Sandy's? Maybe not. Trying to be smart about where to go, where to film. But then at the same time, like giving back to your fans. Like, I know we have a big following in England and, and, and I know we have a big following in Australia and I know we have a big following in New Zealand. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go there. Show the people that, you know, we're psyched that they're a part of the movement and, and give love back to those places that support. Okay, final question. What was the best decision you ever made? Signing with Red Bull. <laughs> I just, it just allowed me to do everything I ever wanted to. And they were never pushing me on contests. They were just like, they just always loved what I did. And, it, and it, it's just, it's such a good partnership. It's like when contract time comes, there's a hundred pages, but it's like almost like, I'm not even gonna look at that, dude. Things have been so good with them for the last, you know, 20 years. So it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's a good brand and, and they've supported me to this day. And it's just, it's so amazing. One of those contracts up next? Uh, next year. You might be the only 37 year old who's looking forward to contract time. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty brutal out there. Yeah. Contract time was nice to me with catch. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're awesome. And, um, it's fun to be growing with their brand and, and, and everything, everything's growing. The views are live. The reality of YouTube is, is I, I think it's playing a really big factor in what I'm doing. And it's kind of nice to be almost a little ahead of the curve. Way ahead of the curve. So, and, 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 I, and I'm, I'm so psyched to see Eli on there. I'm so psyched to see Nate super pumped on it. Even John's putting out videos like, you know, what I mean, everyone's kind of got a little channel. But the problem is, is, is WSL owns the surfers. So the surfers don't have time to go and make these videos and do what they want to do. So they're, you know, what I mean, they're, they're, they're married to the other side of it. And they want to do these things. I don't know, maybe in their head and the sponsor is saying do this, you know, so it's like, there's this big wide open field over here. And then this one's full. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's hard to qualify. It's it's freaking a stressful journey, you know, and between uh, a, a take over your whole life for the good and the worse. And sure it's, it's sort of your rules now. Sure, there's a lot of good, but I mean, imagine this. In 30 years from now, I could sit back and watch all these YouTube videos and just crack up, you know, like, dude, we are sending it, you know, it's like, it's such a cool, it's like a photo album of your life, photo album, a video album of your life. Yeah. And we're, li we're, we're leaving a mark, <laughs> which is fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. You've done it well. Thanks. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you, bro. Stoked. Appreciate it. Easy.